earliest memories would be um, my dad um, loved like rock music, punk music, kind of that sort of era of things. So when I was when I was born, he was like a massive Foo Fighters fan and a Green Day fan, and he wanted me to be like a little like a little like a Billy Joe Armstrong kind of kid. Like he literally literally like dressed me up like that basically, and then he'd like pots and pans and like wooden spoons, and she'd be playing the drums. And I'd be there with like a fake microphone, like singing Foo Fighters, yeah, lyrics. Then he'd like make a little music video out of it. I actually they're on YouTube somewhere from like 2008 or something. So yeah, I need to find them. Well, that's probably the earliest memory. And then yeah, from there just kind of um, come downstairs, put Kerrang on the telly, which that's a rock channel, and then um, Guitar Hero. Um, like walkout music I was really into I was like like this is sick and then there was like John Cena which was like rapping and I was like okay sick and then um I love skateboarding as well so when I used to watch skate videos the music from that would like really build up so then from like when I was like eight I was listening to like everything basically from like rock to like rap to like jazz to, like yeah everything so, yeah that's probably the earliest memory and and how early did you did you think you know I want to start making my own music or was that later on? Um, I've always wanted to. I've always admired the fact that people could make like beautiful sounds, basically. But I was like, I was like, never really. I always thought like it's not me. Like, like I'd love to, but I don't think it would work for me. Um, and then. Um, yeah, one day I was like, I might be, I'm, I'm gonna die soon, so I might as well just do it. And then, yeah, and then people seem to love it. But I used to always like do little bits and bobs with my friends, um, nothing too serious, but yeah, yeah, just having fun basically. And and you you started at one point, um, you know, making clothes for your friends uh, because you couldn't afford Supreme. Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. How, like, how... Not it was. It was kind of just like, go on, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, I was just, I was just wondering, you know, wondering the story, you know, go on. Yeah, 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 that was just so, because um, yeah, I was really into like cinematography, uh, photography, and then, um, yeah, I made, I started making clothes for myself, and then I sort of made it into this big thing, and then that called Crowd, and then um, that, that was like an outlet for more creative bits and bobs, so I could make. I had crowd now, so I could then design the clothes, create a little short film for it, shoot the foot, like shoot the photos for it, and I could also on the short film put like my friend's music over the top of that, and I could like have just like it just it was like, like another door to just make more things if that makes sense. So um, yeah, that's how it started basically. It was like yeah, I went to the Supreme Top and I just couldn't justify paying like two hundred pounds for it or whatever. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, this is not worth it. Um, I can so I, I think with the same amount. The money I ended up making like three hoodies three t-shirts or something like that and like a tote bag and I was like yeah just yeah way way more worth it basically um, it is mad um they built an incredible brand supreme but I mean at the end of the day like yeah the actual manufacturing cost of what they're producing is minimal it's probably yeah yeah must be about the same as like the cost of making gap clothing or yeah of... you could say the same for everything though the moment yeah. I saw yeah, the most profitable food ever is a uh, poppadom, which I thought was insane. <laughs> like to make one poppadom costs like nothing. I don't know. That's a sick factor. I love that.
<laughs> I didn't know Papadom was the most yeah. food. I suppose at in Indian restaurants, they uh, yeah. they charge like a fiver for a few Papadoms and they're literally like so thin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, I find that fact crazy. I, I think that also, I don't even know what the most profitable company is. Maybe Apple. I don't know. To make an iPhone, Apple it's really, is really the cheap. the company in the world, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Mad. Um, and and their yeah. manufacturing costs must be quite small, but I mean, it seems like you're you're, yeah, you're pretty entrepreneurial um, in general. Like w- when you know how how young did you start developing that kind of independence? And you know, did you ever think you, that you would end up like working for someone else, or did you always kind of want to strike out on your own, pursuing something creative? I don't know. I always like I always like doing things on my own, and I sort of just like I like looking at other people and being like, if they can do it, I can do it. Like. Yeah, literally anything. But that was like, I used that mentality for a lot. Like, even like, like my doing my driving test, I was quite unmotivated. But I was like, if everyone on the road can do it, I can do it. Like, if you like, literally anything. So, um, I don't know. Since I was young, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I just like, I like doing everything by myself and I like making things. And it's sort of just like, I, oh, I've always had like my head knowing which direction I, I want to go in, basically. Yeah. And I don't have like I don't be fifty and look back and be like, oh, I wish I'd done that. Because yeah, just not worth it. That's the that's my biggest fear. Biggest fear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 you've you've got you've gone out there and and uh, and had a great deal of success. You know how how did um, how did things actually start for you in term in terms of your your career? Was it was it on YouTube initially, and then and then you went um... to music. Uh, it was mainly Instagram, I feel like. It was I did YouTube for like maybe a year, but I never really got anywhere at all. I think I got like two thousand subscribers, which like to me at the time was like like oh my god, like wow. But um I didn't do much. It was just like little short films and bits and bobs. And then um Instagram as well. I think I built up my follow on Instagram. And then um on Instagram I felt like I was taking it too serious for a while and then I it just kind of really demotivated me. And then one day I was just like, I, just, I think I just switched and I just started posting like what I wanted to post, which was just like fun thing. Can I swear on this? Yeah, sure. Fun shit. Oh, oh, Whoa. yeah, yeah. Oh, um, so yeah, but now as soon as I did that, um, yeah, everything just kind of um, yeah, lifted off. As soon as I stopped caring, I feel like that's what I'm reading a book that talks about that. Where's this book? Hold on. This book, I've been reading it, and it's really good. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This one. The Subtle Art of Not... Oh, yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah, Yeah, and it just kind of talks about, um, like, we only have so many fucks to give. We shouldn't waste them all, if that makes sense. We should only really give a fuck about the things that matter. Because if you give a fuck about everything, they're just going to drain you. So yeah, I think, yeah, so that was it basically. I just kind of, I was taking Instagram too serious and then like looking at likes and stuff and it was just like annoying. And then one day I was like, who cares? I'm just going to start posting whatever I want, which is like fun things. And then, yeah, started working and then uh, made Mary Berry. Um, and then, yeah, people seem to love it. That that yeah. That's really interesting that uh, at one stage you were, you know, caring a lot about things like likes, you know, kind of getting sucked yeah. into that destructive mindset that social media yeah yeah i almost got sucked into i thought like and then i was just like 
But a lot of people yeah. feel the need to step away for a bit, right? Once, yeah. Once social media has that type of hold on you. But what's interesting yeah. is you've managed to keep creating and keep using these platforms. Um, yeah, yeah. Just stop caring about that side of it. Like, how did you manage that? Was it the, was it the book, or are you still actually reading the book? It's just now, uh, this book I only read it like I've only started this like last week. But um, it just I just kind of took a step back and looked at what Instagram or like social media actually is. Like, all it is is just like a platform to, to for you to post on. Like that's it. Like, and then anything else on top of that is what just comes with it, which is like likes or follows, whatever. Like the basis is just you post things <laughs> like like that's it like and i feel like people or me at the time i was posting things with the intention of looking at the likes of it and things like that like i'm like oh if i post this will it get this many likes but then i was just like one day i was like no i'm gonna post this because i like this post or just not even thinking about it like oh this is cool post it like i think that was it and yeah just really not deep in it just really yeah just taking a step back and just yeah, seeing it at face value and just doing it basically. But yeah, people can get into this destructive social media sort of whirlwind, which is like the worst thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, more than ever now. Now that we're we're in uh, lockdown and spending more time on our phones and, and yeah. But I guess you know it's it's kind of channels like yours that are focused on providing entertainment and and uplifting people. Um, that yeah, can kind of actually help people. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Definitely. Uh, in in terms of uh, yeah, yeah. what what you you know when you first started was your end game to get into music was that was that what you wanted to do or were you just looking to create entertainment um, or become a kind of personality? I don't think there was anything like that really. It's kind of just like I wake up and then whatever I want to make, I kind of make it in a sense. So, or if it, I've said this before, yeah, the only thing you need in life is. Um, imagination and youtube tutorials and you're you can do and the, and the world is yours like you can do anything so i think like one day maybe like a um my friend showed me like a like a video of someone making a beat with like a mpc like sampling like this mad like boom bap beat and i was like oh that's sick so i went home researched it then bought a beat pad and then tried it it was too hard kind of just like chilled for a bit but it was just like that sort of like excitement of like learning something new and just keep trying to make things keep trying to do more things and then yeah just trying to make as much things as I can um I wanted I wanted to start doing more like I'd love to do like um like a like a tv show um like a skit show like example like peep show or um in between us like Brooklyn Nine-Nine um Office uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia like that kind of style just like a stupid funny skit show like, i'd love to do something like that and then there's also like um i want to design like a billboard one day which could be fun um yeah just everything really so so in terms of like doing something like peep show and uh you know like a, like a sitcom kind of um do you think yeah do you think it would be possible because obviously tech has has opened up creative yeah creative entrepreneurship to so many people mm -hmm. i think it's possible for people to create like 20 minute short form short form kind of tv shows like sitcoms things like that um without big budget now do you think it's yeah 100 percent. if they've got an iphone like, really you think like people can just yeah do you, yeah, you can, yeah if you've got like if you if you really want it and really want to do it you you just do it like you wouldn't you wouldn't as soon as you say oh i'd love to do this but 
the budget, like you'd either find, yeah, you'd find a way to do it. If you got an iPhone and that's all you got, you'd do it. If you had a hundred pound in the bank, you could use 50 on, on, a, on a, like a little iPhone tripod. You know what I mean? Like, can you hear that chain? Uh, very, very faintly. Like pretty much not at all. Okay, yeah, the, yeah. Boom, so, the boom filter is way louder than me. I know it's 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 difficult with uh, with this Zoom doing podcasts over Zoom in terms of all these little hiccups. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's no, all good. To be stress free. So that that's really that's really interesting and in uh, and kind of I guess it would be empowering for uh, for my listeners who might be a bit stumped, you know, if they're looking yeah. to pursue something creative. You reckon you can mm-hmm. just even something as ambitious as that. So so would you you know if you want to pursue something like doing uh, you know doing a sitcom like Brooklyn uh, yeah nine or something like that you know yeah um how intensive do you reckon doing something like that would be um in terms um, of, would you spend a long time on it like if you were to approach that like you like you say you want to would, would you write a script first and kind of map it out and do, you know how big a team think, would you assemble I, I don't know everyone's got their own sort of way of doing things someone could someone's way of doing it could um could be yeah write a script set a lo- get like get a location do this, do this. Other other people might do it better than they could just get four of their funny friends, be like, okay, this is the scene, improvise, and they could just be really yeah good at improvisation and just like be really funny just on the spot, and that could be like the whole gist of things. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying like you're gonna have the perfect sitcom like your first try like with a phone. But I'm just saying like if you want to do something, just like do it. That could be like, oh, I want to make a sitcom. I've got this wall. I've got this an iPhone. Start off with an iPhone, and then. I don't know, it could go terribly and you could either use, you learn from your mistakes and do better or you could be like, this isn't for me, I'm going to try something else or you could be like, oh yeah, this iPhone, this iPhone like pilot that we just made is sick. We should really like put everything into this and then, yeah, just keep building, building, building. Yeah. But you'll yeah. never know how something's going to go unless you just do it. Like doing, like if you've got an idea, doing it will bring way more advantages than just not doing it. If you know what I mean? even if it doesn't go wrong like yeah i think that's a very important message there's a lot of people who yeah everybody's got those friends who say oh i'm gonna do this i'm gonna you know i'm planning getting fit this year or i'm planning on studying this yeah yeah and then you meet up with them six Mm -hmm. months later and they still haven't made any progress so putting off your yeah is a very destructive thing also really interesting what you said about improvisation are you a fan of curb your enthusiasm that show um I haven't seen much of it. I've never really gone into that. You ha- you haven't but seen yeah. much because the way it's just interesting that you said that because the way that they do that is exactly as you were saying. Even though it's on HBO, Sick. they they don't um, yeah yeah they don't write anything. You know, they just literally improvise every Mental. single scene. Oh, that's so sick. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out more. I'm gonna look more in depth into that after this. That's yeah, I, I, I honestly, based on those uh, those shows that you just mentioned, things like yeah. this, like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Is, okay, is far and away the best uh, with, with it's, it's so good yeah, so yeah I wanted to talk about music you know you've had an incredible year I was kind of just like that was like what I was just talking about it was just like I woke up one day um and I was like I'm gonna write a song like read it went to my friends the next day who has like a little studio set up in his bedroom and then um um yeah recorded it kind of just had the audio file and I was like, there's no reason for me not to just do more with this. So I, I was like, I, I, I like making music videos as well. Like, 
yeah, woke up the next day, told my friend, come with the camera, we're going to make a music video. I like, did the video in one day, went home that same night, edited it on my computer, edit, edited it on my computer. And then, yeah, it was done, basically. That's kind of, yeah, just literally, because I wanted to make something, I made it, and then, yeah. And then, how, yeah, I posted a snippet quickly, on Instagram. How quickly was the whole thing done? Yeah. It sounds like that, that, you know, hardly took any time at all. Um, I don't know. The song probably took about a day to make. No, to write. No. I don't know, maybe about two hours to write a song. Like, um, And then the next day I spent recording it with my friend. And then I wasn't planning, I wasn't even, I wasn't planning to do a video. I was going to just, I didn't even know I was planning to release a song. Like my idea was just put it on SoundCloud and that would be it really. Then I was like, yeah, more things will come if I do than if I don't. It's just another thing to make basically. So yeah, and then um, I was going to record the video by myself just on tripods. But I was like, it'll be hard like going up to the camera, pressing record walking off another take another take so i kind of just asked my friend like can you come into camera we'll just quickly record something and then i had no plan of what the video was going to be i just wanted like cool frame like nicely framed shots um and then yeah my friend sunny came we did a shot in my back garden a shot in the front of my house no two shots in the like in the front of my house but in this little park that i used to play when i was a kid i went home edited it all that night and then um yeah then just started um just throwing up on instagram basically just like little bits here and there to hype it up and then yeah that's amazing it was was, was yeah. that the first time that you'd actually written a song or had you started songwriting before that uh, i've written songs before but never never with the intention of um wanting to put it out there i guess and and so did you just put it out with kind of limited expectations what type of a following had you built up by that stage you know your other stuff online i don't know i think i had about fifteen thousand followers which is it's quite good yeah quite good because that was just built up on like me making things in the past from like that was like clothes and then also like with short films and stuff like people were sort of with me on that and then i kind of um i looked at the way that the music industry was like marketing songs or like just how anyone was ever marketing on instagram and i kind of took that um like and like maximized it and just sort of like um put my own funny like stupid twist on it if that makes sense so like um yeah i just sort of clocked what people liked what people didn't like what and then i sort of just like yes yeah, i don't know how to explain that i sort of twisted it and just used all, all these like different techniques to sort of put it out there and hype it up so it was like um what did i do I like sent the song to some of my friends and then they recorded videos and listening to it. And I was like, oh yeah, uh, this person got it unreleased. Da, da, da. And people just would see that. If you, saw, if you see someone with something unreleased, people just instantly want it, if you know what I mean. And it was just kind of all these little stupid, funny, like things I just kept putting out there and people really sort of gravitated to it because no one's really ever seen anything like it before, I guess. And it was just me as well, like doing everything. Yeah, that's that's really yeah. inspiring. So at, at, at that stage, you know, what was it like when when the song took off? Before it took off, were, were you know were, were you completely like independent, doing everything yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was, yeah, literally just um, me. And then um, I had um, my friends now, um, Ants and Abdi and uh, Aiden, uh, Instagram page called I'm Just Bait, and they sort of clocked it. Um, I think the week it released and then they started supporting it as well and we sort of did a little thing together and then um, 
yeah, they started supporting it, uh, which is sick. Yeah, it's, it was like mad. So I've been following them for ages and um, Ange has always like found like upcoming artists and always like giving them the platform, which is sick. Yeah, I'm very grateful. That that's awesome. And and so so how, yeah. how did things progress from there in terms of, you know, uh, that that was your first song that you released. You know, it did yeah. So well, and then you followed it up uh, with "Who's That? What's That?" Which you know was was even more successful yeah. and and you know was it was was a big hit really. So so how yeah. how, how did things you know take off um, from Mary Berry? I think I wrote Who's That Watched That a week after I wrote Mary Berry. I think there was like this two week period where I was just writing like so much just random things. And Who's That Watched That turned out to be one of them. Um, I think with Mary Berry, off that, at the beginning of the song, I said, Shout out NSG, the Drip Lords, um, something about NSG. And they, um, NSG, this, um, yeah, this group, and I love them. And then, um, yeah, they heard the little snippet and then they started supporting with it. And then um, uh, they asked me to go on tour with them the next month. And I only had one song out. So I ended up touring, like doing this nationwide tour of NSG with one song out. Um, and yeah, that was insane. I, ended, I think I threw up before every single show just because I was so nervous. Um, wow. But yeah, and then, uh, yeah. But Who's That Was That was one. I had that song, I had Who's That Was That recorded um, at the time so I went on stage obviously I had one song out so I only had like three songs recorded at the time so I did that who's that what's that and some other song called like um what was it called it was such a stupid song though I think it was called like no lie and it was just so dumb but I'm not yeah I'm never really gonna release that but yeah it was just Mary Berry who's that what's that and no lie I just I toured off them three songs um yeah and who's that what's that was one of the songs and I, that was like the second song I'd do on the set um uh and then yeah when i do my um was it like sound check everyone in the on the team would be like proper like bop into it like you need to release that da, 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 that's sick and i was like okay yeah like maybe maybe and then i did a little um set at boiler room with um nine eight this group called nine eight they brought me out my friends um and i performed who's that was that there as well and it got recorded and put it put it on the youtube and then everyone's sort of just like kept like gravitating towards that, that clip and be like oh when's the song releasing when's the song release and then people would like clip that bit of me performing who's that what's that live and like put it on soundcloud and we get i think i got like 80 like 80k listens or something and then the people put it on youtube and i was freaking out a bit because i was like oh no like the songs like the songs out there now this little like little live versions out there but it was kind of played in my video because it just hyped up more the release and i think it was like i think it was like six months later or like seven months it took to release that song. So I released Mary Berry and then yeah, like seven months later, I released it, I watched that. So it was that seven month period of just like all this hype towards this song, which was, yeah, insane. Amazing to amazing to go to go on a nationwide tour, you know, so so early, like literally yeah. after, after releasing one, you know, one or two songs. Um, what, what did you? How long were your? Yeah, that was scary. And, really and scary. Had, had you ever done a gig before? You know, had you ever done a I gig? I think it was only like a club or anything. <laughs> um, my friend Big Heath, he let me open for him. I think about two weeks after Mary Berry came out. So that was my first ever show, and then yeah, my second ever show was just the tour. And then um, yeah, I was so nervous. I'm st I still can't perform now. Like I'm, I, I need to get that confidence to perform. I don't know why I just can't perform. Like 
she gets so anxious. Um, but 